host of The Cell. I invite you to listen to our program every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. I would also like to thank you for listening to Community Radio on WGRN LP 94.1 FM, Columbus. We'd like to welcome our listeners back for part two of our interview with Mr. John Dawson for Community for New Directions. Community for New Directions has several services they provide throughout our communities for our younger generation and adults. Please visit their webpage for more information on the services that they provide. You can also reach them at 614-272-1464 to find a location near you. So sit back and relax and enjoy part two. I know that you offer um, mental health and substance abuse. And I know that the substance abuse can relate to young adults, young teens, and also adults. Is, yes. Do you treat or them in the same facilities, or are there separate facilities that you treat the adults in from the young adults? There are separate facilities. Uh, our after-school programs, we have three three sites. We have one on West Mound, we have one on East Main, and we have one on East Livingston. Our treatment facility is a separate building, and that's on the near east side of Columbus on Atchison. Uh, there, we've already served over 1,300 people this year, and we, we, we've been really a trailblazer in fighting the opiate epidemic. Uh, we, we have something called medication-assisted treatment, which is really withdrawal management. So we keep people from having to use a street drug, which could kill them any given use. There's so much fentanyl and car fentanyl on the streets that literally one use um, could be deadly. We teach all of our patients how to use Narcan. So they're all written prescriptions. They're all given Narcan uh, because if, if they make a mistake or someone around them makes a mistake, we want them to be able to save that life by administering Narcan. In our mental health and substance use disorder programming, we have a wide range of people that we serve. Uh, we serve people from that one-time OMVI person who really just made a poor judgment call. He's not addicted, but he's made enough mistakes regarding alcohol that would require outpatient treatment. So that person may only come once a week, once every two weeks, um, get education, and then we were completing. Then there's others on the opposite end that require intensive outpatient, where they're there at a minimum of nine hours per week. So they come three times a week, uh, three hours each time, and they do group counseling as well as individual counseling. And that's when a person is primarily using some form of substance on a daily basis. And it's our job to help interrupt that use. Uh, it may take us to refer them to detox first and allow them to come back and then begin how to build a life without drugs. Or if it's opiate dependent, then we would begin them on a medication regimen, which would, uh, again, decrease their craving for street drugs and allow us to teach them or work on those core issues that most often is what makes a person start using drugs. People see addicts in, in some very negative, stereotypical ways. We serve attorneys, 
many different businessmen. Uh, we fit, we serve people with trade. Uh, it's not that stereotypical person that people always think of with the needle in his arm in some alley. In 2020, you have people who get hurt. They have a bad back and they're prescribed an opiate and they do long-term pain therapy. So they're taking opiates for a regular basis just to manage and be able to work, still be a functioning member of society and pay taxes. Well, at some point, if they get disengaged with their physician, uh, now they have physical dependence and no doctor to prescribe. So they begin to go into withdrawal. They try to buy a pill on the street, can't find it. Someone tells them this is just as good. And so now you have a person who last year was owning a home, taking care of family. All he did was hurt his back at work and now has a title addict. He's addicted to an opiate. Uh, never had a plan in life to use drugs, but this pharmaceutical pain medication became a drug of choice. That's a large number of the people you see in treatment facilities today. Yeah, that, that's sad, especially with, uh, you know, Thanksgiving, New Year's, and COVID. Uh, could you share with us yes. what are you guys doing uh, in regards to COVID with dealing with the Absolutely. children and your addiction centers? Absolutely. We'll start with the children. So with the children, we're doing all virtual learning. And we actually added uh, service the first nine weeks of school. We have a site over at Milo Grogan where we're working directly with. Now, this is a face-to-face -face program. We're working directly with students to help them keep up with virtual learning. Going back to parents, all parents aren't able to support what's being asked of kids to get on computers and learn as if they were in the classroom. So we have a dedicated team that goes and does that. Our after-school programming, same thing. Uh, we purchased tablets and we gave our kids tablets uh, because, again, most of our children meet a socioeconomic place of poverty, and so they, they don't have a lot of electronics in their house. If they have one that the school gave them, but there's three children, that doesn't help so much. So we knew something we could do would be pass out tablets. So we gave 40 tablets out just recently, and that's what we use for after-school programming. So our normal facilitators, our normal staff, they Zoom in, the kids uh, get on the Zoom, and they do the same things as if they were in person. And that's really kept our kids engaged and focused on school, not focused on COVID and how much free time I have. Uh, it's structured activities uh, just like it would be in, in person. With our adults, um, we take pride. And again, I want to actually, uh, and I'm going to get some signs made because heroes actually work there. We never closed our doors one day just based on the nature of the business we do. People die every day if they don't have a place to go. So um, when it gets bad, like now, anybody, any staff member that has some form of pre-existing condition, that this is just too dangerous for them, they work from home, and they do that through Zoom. They do Zoom groups, and they do Zoom individuals. Those of us that are healthy enough to work in that environment we go to work every day. Every individual that enters that building 
gets their temperature taken upon signing in. They're asked several questions as disclaimers that they haven't been exposed and they're not currently experiencing any symptoms. Then they're given a mask. Uh, whether they have one or not, um, we'll give them a mask. And then for people who we give a mask to, but they have breathing disorders, we set them up in rooms where we can assure they just because what we know is COVID is very dangerous and it's killed a lot of people. But we also know opiates have killed more. We have to really balance our focus and respect COVID and its danger, but also respect the lack of treatment and what it would do to an opiate-dependent person. So we do everything we can to make that happen for a person, whether it's just a telephone call, if they don't have a computer to do Zoom, if they don't have minutes on their phone, we'll text them. All of that is telehealth, and we have case management as well. So someone that doesn't have a driver's license that so they can't find work or doesn't have a birth certificate, we help them get that. A uh, person that doesn't have a job, we have employment programming built into our day-to-day uh, -day programming where we can take a person that's never worked, role play with them, teach them uh, expectations of an employer, or we can take somebody that their addiction has removed them from work and help them re-enter the workforce. Um, so we do know that for you to become fully a productive member of society, employment or some financial stability has to be a part of that. Wow. Ernie, do you have a question? John, did you talk about Recovery House? And I did not. Uh, what what uh, What is uh, Recovery House? Is that related to the opioid uh, situations you were talking about? Yes, it is. And thank you for bringing that up because I had mentioned it. Uh, in 2018, Community for New Direction worked with our local Adam Board and the state, the Ohio Mental Health and Addiction Services Department. And what we did was we, we opened a house for five indigent men at a time. And what the purpose of that is, a lot of times people think of housing as just housing. It feels that need of every human being needs a place to stay. That is very true, but that wasn't our purpose. If you guys excuse me for a minute, we need to take an identification break. Hi, this is Ernest Kelly with the Faith Thomas Foundation. You're listening to The Cell on 94.1 FM, WGRN, and WGRN.org worldwide. Listen to us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Our purpose is if you talk to most addicted people, not all, but most, they're couch uh, hopping. They don't have a safe place to recover. So if the three of us were actively using together, one of us wanted to stop, but we were roommates. How could I stop if every day two people in my house are using drugs and alcohol? It, it's like it's no way. Um, I struggle that way with food. You know, I'll tease my wife. No <laughs> snacks in the house. Because once I start, I can't stop. You can stop. You can manage it. But I can't. So the only way I can do that is to have a supportive, a supportive spouse that either hides them or just doesn't bring them in. Do you go look for and, it? And that, 
I don't look for it. I don't look for it <laughs> because if it, if if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. But I can acknowledge that that's a problem, you know. So our guys, uh, once we understand, well, you did great in treatment, but when you moved in with him, you began to digress. Tell us about what goes on at his house. And once they begin to describe that they use, they try to hide it from me, but there's a lot of times they don't. I can smell it or whatever. Well, anyone that knows the psychology of addiction, they're triggered. You know, it's just a, it's, it's, it's called a trigger. And once that trigger happens, unless you, if you are at a, at a place in treatment where you've learned to really manage triggers, you'll be okay. But that takes a long time when the drug is right in front of you. Because those are people that say, I'm going to quit after this. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and you yep. try to teach, remove yourself from that environment. I don't care if you have to walk out and you're homeless. At least you have a chance at another day. If you stay there, you could potentially die that evening. Yeah. But we don't get into the day-to-day life of people, or society doesn't understand what it's like for a person living in addiction and how hard it is to break that because it's not just stopping using drugs. It's a holistic approach of finding a job, finding healthy healthy friends or associates, finding a safe place to live, finding nutrition, beginning to eat right. You know, it's a whole process that we try to make happen at Community for New Direction. In our house, um, nutrition is very important. They eat very well. We have Y memberships so they can begin to get exercise and rebuild a lot of what they've depleted throughout their addiction. We have study groups. Uh, We have employment specialists that we work with uh, to help them gain employment. We, We goal set. We don't just uh, say or allow them to say what I want to be. Let's write that down and let's write down the objectives. How are you going to get there? And it really makes them think about, yes, I want to be, but I don't know how I'm going to get there, so I need some help on that. So overall, and everyone would expect me to say it, C&D is a great place to work. C&D is a great place for any uh, a person that needed help to come to. I've never worked nor seen uh, anything like what we do. We are very client-centered. All the decisions I make up to my boss's decisions are client-driven. They're not finance-driven. We're a business, and we have to manage it like a business. But we understand the business that we're in are serving people. So that has to come first. And it does. John, could you tell our listeners about your three locations and how they can reach out to you if they want to participate in any of the services that you provide for the youth and for the adults? Okay, so we have a website, first of all, and the website is www.cndlikecatnancydogcolumbus.com. 
org. There you can find all the services that we provide. But let me give you addresses of those those locations now. For youth, we have an uh, after-school program, and we have uh, an office where you can register for any program at 993 East Main Street, Columbus, Ohio, 43206. Uh, that telephone number is 614-272-1464. We have another office that's identical and provides the same services on the west side of Columbus, on the Hilltop area. That address is 2096 West Mound Street, 43223. Uh, we have registrations at that, that office as well, so you can go in and uh, state the specific service you, you want or you think your child may need, and one of our prevention specialists will help you get them enrolled. Uh, the last adolescent service we have or location we have is at 1008 East Livingston Avenue. We do after school there Monday through Friday, Monday through Thursday. And um, those are kids that typically come from the south end of Columbus. So we have south end, west side, east side, and we have some north enders that come to our east side office. Um, our treatment facility for adults 18 and up, uh, again, all you have to do is walk in. We take walk-ins every day, or you can call and schedule an appointment for an assessment. That assessment takes about an hour, and from it, we're able to determine what your needs are. Um, something that we really take pride in we want people to know and we want people to tell other people, regardless of your ability to pay, please come because it's about saving your life. We will figure out how to get the services paid for. Uh, if you don't have Medicaid, we'll help you enroll in Medicaid. If you don't have Medicare, we'll help you enroll in Medicare. So don't let that stop you from coming. If you have a job and you, you, you don't think your insurance will cover it, come anyway. I'm sure we could work out a small sliding scale that would not hurt you at all, and we'd still be able to provide you with services. Uh, to mention a few services that we provide, um, we have intensive outpatient programming. We have non-intensive outpatient programming. We have medication-assisted treatment, and that's typically alcohol dependence, opiate dependence, or stimulant dependence. Uh, we have mental health medication management, so we help people manage the medications that they're on. Sometimes people are prescribed medications that don't work well with others, and it's our team that identifies that and works with that person and their physician to get it right. We do assessments, both alcohol and drug assessments as well as mental health assessments. We have treatment that's curtailed to individuals. So we do individual counseling, we do group counseling, and something that's very popular these days, we have gender-specific groups where a female can talk about 
whatever she wants to talk about in the privacy of other females versus being in a group with a male and feeling judged or or intimidated and just don't want to talk about certain things that uh, are healing for that person. Same as men. Men have a place to talk and just be themselves uh, and allows our facilitators to help guide and shape uh, how they see women and how they see the world. We have crisis intervention. Quite often people come to us right out of a domestic violence relationship. It could have happened that day, the day before, and we bring them in and we address that crisis um, as it's happening. We involve others if necessary, and we try to enroll that person just so we can keep working with them. We have hey, John, I meant, uh-huh. can I reach out to you for you to come back on in January for us just to talk about the adult side of it? Absolutely. Okay, great. John, thanks for taking the time to come on. And I'm looking forward to the adult side of the conversation. So we're going to hold you to it now. You told us you would do it. so That's right. I'm a man of my word. <laughs> hey, Ernie, I got his, Ernie, I got his email and his phone numbers, okay? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Say? He, he, can't get a, he can't get away. Uh-uh, and plus he gave us his addresses. <laughs> That's right. So no. <laughs> I got like That's I think right. it's like four numbers. I got four numbers to reach you at, so I know that he'll do it. <laughs> John, I want to thank you for coming on. I mean, you talked a lot about Community for New Directions and the services that your organization provides for kids. I think that is so great. And I think that uh, one of the biggest things, like I said, I like out of it was that you are training the kids how to say um, to no or not no, but what was it that you said you teach them how to do? Refusal skills. Refusal skills. And I think that that's great because, like I said, adults, a lot of adults need that too. So mm-hmm. you have agreed to come on in the future in the month of January, so that's great. Yeah. And to our listeners, like John said, please go on to the website uh, for Community for New Directions to, to see what type of services and everything that they provide. And please reach out if you feel that you know someone that needs these services, either some young kid in your community or a young adult or an adult that needs services to, uh, with some of the issues that we talked about. So, John, I'm looking forward to talking to you next month. I think it is. Are we yeah. in December yet? I'm rushing yes. this. Nope. <laughs> We're not in close. December We're yet. Close. But, yeah, I look forward to talking to you then. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us. You're welcome. Let me say one closing thing. And one program that I didn't mention that is very important right now, and, and I'd like for people to know prior to January, we have what's called a COVID resource program. So anybody affected by COVID in any way should contact Community for New Direction at 614-252-4941. Whether that the COVID response was you lost your job or you don't know where to get tested or you're being denied because you don't have an appointment, we can help you get through COVID. Thanks for that last word. With that being said, 
This is Felice. Peace out. The Faith Thomas Foundation would like to thank you for listening to The Cell. We broadcast on WGRN 94.1 FM every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. You can also stream us live on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. on WGRN 94.1. For more information on the Faith Thomas Foundation, please visit our website, Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is Faith Thomas FDN.